Lachelle Smith, who a lot of us served with in 1st Land Battalion and knew her from Bravo Battery, is the main focus of episode 27. However, Lachelle graciously is allowing me to dedicate this episode to the memory of John Francis Meath. I served with John in Huck School is where we first met and served. We went to Huck School in Class 196. Class 196 was the second to last school ever for Huck in the Marine Corps. And then we served in Charlie Battery for our time in the Marine Corps. John was a friend, a voice of reason, a person that everyone liked, and no one ever had a bad word to say about him or how he carried himself as a Marine. So this episode is about starting over, starting new things in life, and all I can say is John would want us all to move forward with life, raise a glass, raise a beer stein, raise a beer in his memory, and keep going on with what we have to do in life. On on behalf of Marines everywhere, the Marines in First Land Battalion, and Hawk Class 1, We offer our condolences to the Meath family, and this episode will be dedicated to the memory of John Meath. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. Is this the booth, drafting the circuits, three-way theater, or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? Oscar Mike Radio, come in, come in Oscar Mike Radio. Sinister One, this is Oscar Mike. I have Ulima Charlie over. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I promised you a special treat, and I delivered. Well, actually, I'm not delivering anything, but I have with me today a Marine, because you're never not a Marine once you become a Marine, uh, from the Virginia. I served with her, and, you know, had a lot of respect for, you know, what she did and how she carried herself. And I've just been pleased to uh, watch her go through life and attack it with this zest and enthusiasm. I want you to meet my friend, sister, and fellow Marine, Lachelle Smith. Ooh, uh, what an outstanding introduction. Well, only the oh best for God, you. describing me outstanding. I am. I am. <laughs> so the reason I asked you and reached out to you about uh, Oscar Mike Radio and podcasting and all that good stuff is, if I understand it correctly, you are going to open your own business here in a couple months. Yes, sir. I am opening a food truck in the Richmond area, and the goal is spring 2017. By March 1st, 
to fling those doors open and start serving. Well, that is awesome. I mean, if you wouldn't mind, just take us through, if you, if you want to, take us through a little bit of your Marine Corps career and then how you transitioned from that into becoming an entrepreneur, owning your own business and giving the orders instead of taking the orders. Okay. Well, like you said, I served with you out in MCA Shuma Marine Corps Air Station Yuma as a Hawk missile operator, um, served for four years. Got out, started studying theater for two years. Loved theater, but realized it wasn't my my passion. I had been cooking since I was a kid, and when I realized that there was a there was an opportunity there to make that my career, dropped all of my theater classes and started. I enrolled in culinary arts school, graduated from culinary arts school, and started making the. The normal, I guess you could say, cookie cutter um, career climb started working at a hotel out in Atlanta and was on the way to making a name for myself. But at the at the time, I had a, a, a little bit of a temper and I was a little bit, well, I won't say a little bit. I had a lot of uh, immaturity in me, messed up a lot of opportunities and kept falling and getting back, back up, falling, getting back up and was just trying to figure out what... Um, how to how to achieve the dream that I had inside of me and was getting frustrated because I had no idea how to do it. So just kept doing the the same thing um, that everybody else was doing, cooking in restaurants, cooking in, in cafes, just cooking wherever I could uh, find a knife in a, in a skillet. And decided uh, a, a few years ago that I wanted to start working for myself. And... I uh, did that for did that for a little while, but still wasn't quite. I didn't have the the character to match up with what I was doing, so let that let that go. Got a stable nine to five job. Did that for about four or five years, and that dream was still was still burning inside of me. And just this last uh, two years, a lot of a lot of prayer and a lot of introspection and reflection on who I was and where I wanted to be and what kind of woman I wanted to be, realized that I needed to live out my dream. I needed to, to do what I was called to do. So I said, I'm, I'm just going to step out in faith. I'm going to put uh, put everything out there, put my heart out there, go out here and, uh, and serve and just haven't looked back since, decided I was going to start Smitty's Kitchen Up, come hell or uh, high water, and have have been pressing forward with that over this last this last year. I started a GoFundMe account or a uh, campaign recently. And uh, for to, all of you um, for, for, for all of you listening, I will have that link in the uh, blog post that accompanies a podcast. So by all means, check it out and donate to uh, you know a great not a great cause, but a person really trying to you know saddle their dreams up and ride into the sunset, if you will. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's I mean that's where I'm at now is just stepping out in faith and and doing what I feel I've been I've been called and what I'm led to do. So, I mean, you know, you know, in a lot of ways, I talked to a lot of a lot of you know Marines mostly because I you know we were Marines, but some of them who who do this, they they go through life and they don't find their niche or they they they've gotten out in the civilian world and it's not what they thought it would be even after we did all we did in, in Yuma and other places. And it takes yes, 
it takes them a while to find their niche. But when they do, it's it's get out of their way and let them go, and they're going to succeed in what they do. And so my my first question would be is, um, they have food trucks in Boston, and some of the foodies turn their nose up at them because you can't get good food out of a truck. But it seems to me, I mean, I, I walk through certain areas of Boston and other cities, and people are eating the food. So what what makes a food truck a real viable option for you, and why do you like that so much? Well, I think in the with the more education people get about food trucks, the that stereotype is slowly you're starting to see that slowly fade away. Um, and mainly it's coming from the West Coast and spreading spreading around. And I think because a lot of people like myself that want to be able to cook and want to put out good food grew up in the that same setting where your only option is go work for somebody else and learn everything you can from them and then find a, a, a restaurant, build your own restaurant. And honestly, that's for a lot of people, they want the freedom to be able to still cook amazing food, but be able to interact with their customers. My thing is I love serving people, but I also love talking to the people that, that I serve and the equipment um, that's available on food trucks the talent of chefs that are on food on, on food trucks is comparable to the same level that you see in in modern restaurants. It's just that nowadays you see people that are are breaking the trend. It's I don't have to be in a brick and mortar restaurant. I don't have to do the same thing that everybody else was doing. I want to be out and I want to meet people and I still want to be able to to make great, great food. And nowadays you. You don't have to compromise on that. You don't have to go under a chef for 20 and 30 years. You can still um, you can still do that. And I, I mean, some of my best lessons have been under chefs working in in restaurants. So I mean that that's a viable option to learn under uh, chefs in a in a brick and mortar restaurant, and then find your own way. But it's it's the same as anything else. If you have a passion for it, and and you have the discipline to study your craft, like any any business then your your limit is is you no matter what anybody else says that whole ideal of it's never been done before well just because it hasn't been done before doesn't mean it can't be done now and there are plenty of chefs in food trucks and I call them chefs because they are they have that experience they have that uh, business acumen to be called chefs they're just doing it we're just doing it in a different environment so just go ahead so, you know, that's the funny thing, you know, in this in this world we're in now and times have changed, you know, because, you know, food trucks, my first experience was out in Yuma, Arizona, where the, 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 the Mexicans would bring us, you know, you know, tacos and burritos oh, yeah. and joves rancheros, and they pulled up right there, and you, if you miss chow, you could get some food. Exactly. And, and no, no one had that thing. You know, on the East Coast. But also the other thing too is, you know, I'm just curious. We're so disconnected by technology and go 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 go. It it must be rewarding on some level, Lachelle, to connect with people by food and by something that you create and they enjoy and they they want to come back and see you and develop that relationship. Absolutely. And you just said the two main reasons why I love doing what I do. It's connection. And it's relationship. 
there is a connection when you're able to to share something that you love with somebody else and when they appreciate it or even if they don't appreciate it and they can give you feedback on how to make it uh even better there's that, that connection there my my heart is shown through through my cooking that's I'm not that person that's going to run up and hug you and ah but through my through my food I can I can uh show you my I can show you my heart and that's where that's where that connection comes from and the same with relationship I love building relationships with people. I love hearing people's stories. I think everybody has their own unique story. Everybody has their own ghetto story to tell. Everybody has their ups, their lows. But when we when we um, realize that we're all part of this larger community, whether we agree with each other or not over different issues, we all ultimately have the same, um, basically the same fears, the same joys, the same goals. And that that type of relationship is something that I enjoy building through through food. Well, I think you hit on something that I really you know notice is you know food still brings humanity together. Absolutely. And, and and you're right. You can. I mean, you know, you can like country. I can like you know heavy metal, but you know we still got to eat. So we can all agree that you know pizza's good, cauliflower buckley soup maybe not so much, but then. <laughs> But then again, you could find somebody that likes that kind of stuff, and, and that's the thing that that uh, because I'm not a cook, I, I I am I'm learning how to cook, but I do find that when I pull off something that I've made and you know some friends or my my kids like it, that it's a really rewarding feeling. So it, it's just it, it it's just um, nice seeing people who you know don't want to work in a, in a brick and mortar restaurant be able to take their food wherever they want to go. I mean, in theory, you could you could be in, you know, Florida one day and Tennessee the next and still make great food and have people enjoy it. That, that's, that's a freedom that you, you wouldn't get traditionally, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's the, that word you said right there is what's, for me, it, it it's freedom. It's being able to, being able to be out, outside, being able to look someone in the eye and serve them being able to talk to the people that are coming up some of the best um the most fun that i've had in kitchens has been in kitchens that were open concept where you could actually talk to uh, talk to the customers or they could actually even if they couldn't talk to you could see you cooking and i mean that it's it's reminiscent of when back in the day as a as a kid being in the same kitchen with my mom while she was cooking or in the marine corps at um, my friend's house and watching them cook, learning about their Panamanian food or learning about Trinidadian food and sharing. It's not just them sharing their, their food with me. Well, they're sharing their culture with me and they're sharing their story with me. And that being outside of a brick and mortar restaurant, it gives me that freedom, like you said, to, to go and explore. Has Did the Marine Corps prepare you at all for this type of your life or was it, you know... Did it matter at all at this this stage of the game? Because some some people tell me, you know what? Yes and no. Some guys are like, no, absolutely not. Some people are like, you know, if 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 I knew, you know, didn't have the Marine Corps, I don't think I'd have the flexibility and the adaptability to do this. How, how was your experience, or how would you rate your experience? I mean, for me, absolutely, the Marine Corps has played a part. I mean, the Marine Corps, it's not just something that I was in. 
accident or something that I did, it's part of who I am. I am a Marine and those fundamental um, characteristics that served me in the Marine Corps, I still use today, whether it's the the discipline to get up when nobody, when it's midnight and I've just gotten off of my night job and it's late at night. Well, nobody's going to do this for me. So man, I can go to sleep or I can take care of my business. It's being able to put your, your feelings or your what's inconvenient aside and making sure that the task on hand gets uh, gets taken care of. It's the just that cockiness and that confidence that this is what I'm going to do. So there's no there's nothing that's going to be able to stop me. Oh, and you were you were never you were never cocky or confident <laughs> back in the day ever. No, uh-uh. That doesn't Mm-mm. that doesn't sound sarcastic at all. No, no. And I'm, no. It's, it's, <laughs> just saying, just an observation from old P Dog. <laughs> so you already know that you already know this answer. Then I mean, it's that you can't tell you can't tell me what I can't do because you didn't create me. I know that if there's something that needs to be done, I can do it. I know that if I fall, I can get back up. I know that I just need to take that one more step. I uh, mentioned to you before about um, our, our one of our platoon sergeants in, uh, in Bravo Battery. And just oh, this one hump that was kicking my, yeah. Bravo stands for the best. But he... Uh, you had, no, wait a minute. Hold on. Stop, stop. <laughs> you had a first sergeant named Nutt. Charlie oh, I'm had sorry. To... My platoon... My, my platoon no, the our our battery first sergeant, yeah, first sergeant nut. Yes, he was in Bravo, so you guys were definitely crazy. Charlie, <laughs> Charlie was the cool kid, so I mean, you just never you just never felt it in the hot hot weather. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Charlie, Charlie, I remember when we um didn't we have like a a field op once, and you all couldn't get your missiles out in the air, so we had to come and take over, no, get it back no, to our no, site. That never happened. At least on my watch, oh. it never happened. Okay. Okay. But, uh, but, uh, <laughs> Charlie so, or Alpha? Well, yeah, it's definitely Alpha. Definitely Alpha <laughs> all the way. Uh, uh, that's, that's what I'll say. But, you know, it's, 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 it's funny. You, you know, you meet military people and a lot of them, especially, you gotta, you gotta admit too, a lot of, a lot of our peers are getting out of the military now, retiring. And yeah. they're trying to figure out what to do with their lives. And some of them tell me, it's just, whoa, it's a different world. I'm used to having, the Lance Corporal or PFC give me my coffee on my desk in the morning, and now yeah. I'm doing good to get these kids to show up for work. <laughs> and I'm like, well, welcome to our world. You, you, you got to adapt. You got to you got to adapt. And I just think it's been very interesting how you've gone from theater to cooking, but it's all creative. I mean, do you feel that your cooking is an is a way for you to express yourself in our you know an artistic format, or is it just all about really the experience of food? Um, I mean, theater definitely plays a part of it, and just that that creative aspect. I mean, anybody can throw some food on a plate, but to make it, I love being able to put different flavors that you normally might not expect together. That's where you get you get like um, like in theater where you where you combine different uh, different styles or genres. But then again, there's just that good the good classic. Uh, works that you can put on a on a on a plate you there's there's shakespeare that's always a good standby that's that's just classic theater right there but then you've got new and upcoming playwrights you've got theater going on in black boxes and community theater and just 
things like that in in arts i mean i love it's a it's a way for me to express myself it's it's a way for me to try new things it's a way for me to experiment there's a i just went actually i just went grocery shopping a few hours ago because i want there's a beet soup roasted beet soup that i want to try i don't eat beets I but make, it's like hey i make i make beet juice beet <laughs> i do i do but see, not, see like not... things like that though. It's like I couldn't even tell you the last time I ate beets, but like the the thought is in my head. I want to make some beet soup, roasted beet soup, with some, some roasted uh, roasted sweet potato croutons. See what it tastes like. I have no idea what it's gonna taste like, but I'm fired up about it. Yeah. I don't make uh, tofu. I've made tofu probably a few times in my life for people that were uh, vegans, but I went and bought some uh, some tofu because I want to add some. I want to stir fry up some tofu. And put it in a uh, in a rice bowl with some butternut squash. Why? Eh, why not? See what ha- happens. I think it's if it tastes as good as in my uh, what's in my head, it's gonna be pretty dang on amazing. <laughs> but that's that. that there, that, folks, that's is that confidence I'm talking about? So I'm I'm on, I'm on my motorcycle, right? I'm heading down from North Carolina to Virginia, and I pull up to your food truck. What kind of food am I gonna be able to select from, and and what should I what should I, you know, expect when I when I go to Smitty's Kitchen? Well, when you come to Smitty's Kitchen, it's the environment that I'm looking forward to creating is one is one of family. It's when you just when you're just home, you know, when you go over to your friend's house and you just walk in the uh, walk in the house, go through the refrigerator, and just are able to talk about what's going on in your world, whether it's good or bad. Absolutely. That's the environment I want to. Uh, that, that's the environment that um, I'm looking forward to creating on Smitty's Kitchen. Um, food-wise, we're going to be having homemade soups that start off with made from scratch stock. We're going to be having fresh salads with homemade um, vinaigrettes, homemade dressings, all of that made from scratch. Sa- uh, sandwiches that are made to order. We're gonna. Um, I'm looking at actually expanding for for breakfast because. I've gotten a few requests for some of the um, breakfast that I uh, that I make. So it's it's going to be all homemade. It's going to be all from scratch. So and that that environment, like I said, it's going to be a family a family environment. Well, I am going to do my best when you launch to to be down there and check this out. Maybe you'll let me talk to you again. Maybe we'll see how you feel. <laughs> And I'm just excited to see this come about for you because it takes a lot of, of guts, chutzpah, moxie, and, and you know to, to pull something like this off on a good day, much less when you have the normal challenges of running a business. So I'm just excited for you. I mean, you're the kind of person I want to talk to on this podcast, and it's just very good after. I mean, we've been we've known each other for what 20 years now. Ooh, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and and you have an age day. Me on the other hand, you know, I need I need a, I need an overhaul sometimes. But I just want to share in your success and tell the story. And I I really you know, do you have anything else to add? Anything else you want to talk about while we're here? Um, I'm just I'm just I'm thank well I'm thankful that you uh, invited me. You know, I'm awfully honored about that. I'm excited about what um what's in store. I'm excited not just from a business perspective, but being able to to give back and being able to to share this um with everybody you know that 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 
that's what really has me has me fired up, you know, being able to do something that creates and and connects community, you know, that that fires me up and that I'm excited. I'm truly excited about. Well, I I can't wait to taste some of your food and talk to you in person again and see that sparkling smile you have. That'll draw customers in. <laughs> and, and, you know, do you want a P-Dog hug or, or should I refrain from that? See, I'm a lot I'm a lot calmer and nicer now. So actually, there have been a few times in 2016 that I actually initiated hugs, which was a which was a new thing. And I was just like, wow, did, did I just did I just initiate that? Well, I mean, well, I mean, you know, I just just want to understand the ground rules. That's all. If you don't want a hug, then I'll definitely take a batch of oatmeal cookies, oatmeal raisin cookies <laughs> for sure. But I'm, I'm excited to see this come to fruition. I'll have the 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 GoFundMe link in the blog site. I'll be uh, I appreciate doing, that. doing what I can to get the word out there. I think there's a, a a great story here, and I just want to thank you for your time. I know you're you're a busy woman. You're trying to do this to talk to us, and rest assured, we'll be talking again. Most definitely, most definitely. I definitely let you know when we get uh when we get closer to keep you uh keep you and your audience up to up to speed on where where we're at as far as our as far as the opening and. Once I get some places locked down, um, I've got two in the works now that I'm looking at. So once that gets locked down, I'll definitely let you know so you can pass that pass that word along. I, I most certainly will, and we'll head down there and do this. And, you know, brother to sister, I, I love you dearly, and I can't wait to see this uh, come, you know, launch to roll heavy, all that good stuff. So, folks, that is Lachelle Smith with Smitty's Kitchen opening uh, – late spring of 2017 uh you can check out all her uh creations on her facebook page she'll have other social media outlets coming up soon and you can check out some of her pictures of her food on their oscarmikeradio.com website so stay tuned it's going to be exciting Anything thanks else? brother love you love you too sis you take care oscar mike radio over and out Oscar Mike Radio, do you copy? Since the one actual, I have you five by five. Anchors away, my boys, anchors away. Farewell to college joys, we sail at break of day. Our last night on shore, drink to the poem until we Oscar Mike Radio is in route. Copy that, Sinister One. Coming at you from the city of champions, Brockton, Massachusetts. Yeah.
Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio. Veteran in action. On the move, on mission, always. Protectors of our nation, the great armed forces of America.